0: Welcome to ASRM Today, a podcast that takes a deeper dive into the current topics in reproductive medicine.
1: It has been one year since the first case of COVID-19 was identified in the United States. Despite the downturn in transmission rates in the U.S. during the summer months, the pandemic continues to have a firm grip on the nation, with most states experiencing a continued upswing in case numbers. ASRM has issued a new update of patient management and clinical recommendations, and we're going to talk about it today on the podcast. I'm Jeffrey Hayes, and on this episode, I speak with Dr. Jody Dion Odom, who's an associate professor in infectious diseases, chief of women's health at 1917 HIV Clinic at the University of Alabama at Birmingham, and member of the ASRM COVID 19 Task Force. Dr. Dion Odom, welcome back to the show. Thanks,
0: Jeffrey, for inviting me back.
1: So one focus of this update is truths versus myths. And in this respect, the truths of COVID-19 vaccination and testing. Could you walk us through some of these points?
0: Yeah, you know, we thought that given the timeliness of what's happening with the pandemic right now, and just to set the stage, you know, we're looking at 2 million deaths globally and almost 400,000 deaths in the United States, with the availability just last month of these two new incredibly effective vaccines, that this is the time when we want to highlight what we know and make sure that the members are able to answer the questions that we know they're already getting from patients about the vaccine. In order to put the truths out there, we listed it as a series of truths to help with counseling and talking with patients directly.
1: Thank you. So we also know that there is a new SARS COVID-2 variant that has emerged. Also, has anything changed about COVID-19 as we know it right now with its long-term effects?
0: Yeah. So let me hit both those points separately. First of all, there's a lot of concern and a lot of attention being paid to these new viral variants. Coronavirus is an RNA virus. So this is the type of virus that can change frequently as it passes between people and spreads around the world. So we have been looking for this, but we're, we're quite surprised by how quickly it has spread. You may have heard about these new viral variants that were, have been described in the UK and in South Africa and in Brazil. Now, according to the World Health Organization, seen in more than 50 countries. And what it looks like is this viral variant allows for the virus to attach more easily to the cells inside the body. And it looks like it's more easily transmitted from person to person. And this really adds an extra onus on preventing infection and doing everything we can to prevent person to person spread. Some people expect that these viral variants will become the predominant circulating strains. Only time will tell, but I think now is the time to prepare. The other point that you mentioned is about this: these long COVID symptoms. So people who've had COVID, many of them will be able to tell you that they didn't feel fully back to themselves for a while after infection especially for people who are quite sick and in the hospital, many of them three, four, even five months later, continue to have fatigue, continue to feel like they're just not, their thinking is not where they would like it to be back to. And a lot of work is being done at the NIH and other investigators to try to understand what the mechanism is so we can try to prevent some of these long-term effects for people. We're really just starting to understand what this is.
1: And of course, our field is reproductive medicine. Have there been any updates for patients desiring conception or who are pregnant in relation to the COVID-19 vaccine?
0: We are starting to understand more and more that COVID-19 is a bad infection for women who are pregnant to get. We got some early hints from the earliest days, but really is becoming more clear with large data sets that compared to non-pregnant women, pregnant women who come down with COVID Most of them do very well, but there are a subset who end up sick in the hospital, even in the intensive care unit and needing to be on a breathing machine. When you compare pregnant women to non-pregnant women, there is a higher risk with COVID-19 in pregnancy. And this is a similar pattern to what we saw with influenza. So we know this can happen. We're trying to understand why. But when we're talking to women who want to conceive or are already pregnant, this adds even more strength to the prevention tools: social distancing, keeping away from anyone who's symptomatic, and recommending vaccination. These are the underpinnings of why we're um, recommending prevention for for the patients we take care of.
1: How does elective surgery fall into this?
0: Yeah, so one of the things that we did touch on in this um, update number twelve is some new recommendations around elective surgery after the COVID nineteen diagnosis. Because people can have prolonged symptoms after infection, there is a table in the update that talks about some recommendations for people based on their symptoms of COVID-19 and when surgery could be scheduled. The approximate delay really depends on what their symptoms are with stratification that you will see by asymptomatic with a four-week delay to People with severe respiratory symptoms who have been hospitalized, with about an eight-week delay. These are, are not meant to be hard and fast, but are some suggestions of what you could do as you're trying to decide the best timing for someone who's still in recovery from what can be a long, a long phase recovery for some people.
1: And in circling back to how we began this conversation about truths and myths, could you talk just a little bit about how the document addresses vaccine acceptance and mental health? Is this of course, continues to be a very large subject area as studies continue to be made with not just the COVID-19 virus, but more importantly, the side effects of COVID-19 vaccinations.
0: Right. So I think the first point to make is that healthcare providers are the most trusted source for patients where they want to get their health information. More than anyone else, 85% of patients, when they're asked, want to hear recommendations from their doctor. So this is where we can be very clear about what we recommend and why. And then specifically, when we're talking to women, what their concerns are. Being able to address what their worry is really is eliciting what that worry is. So what we can tell them is with these very large, well-done, randomized clinical trials, we have 75,000 people who have been enrolled and received either a vaccine or placebo showing 95% efficacy against symptomatic COVID infection. This is an incredible efficacy rate for a vaccine and something that we hadn't even hoped for when we started to plan this. In terms of safety, the safety profiles look very reassuring. We do want to warn people about the side effects. We want them to know that the side effects are really in some way to be expected, especially after the second dose. This is sometimes muscle aches, fatigue, Headache in about 50% of people, sometimes chills. But if you warn people that this will happen and last about 24 hours after the vaccine and go away, and actually it's a sign of your body responding to the vaccine, they won't be surprised when it happens. They won't think they got COVID from the vaccine, and we can preempt some of that. So I think we can be very, very clear about the quality of the data and the, the rationale behind the prioritization schedules that we have. For example, if a woman is seeking pregnancy and being seen in our clinic and is a nurse, there is a very important reason why she is in Group 1A. And that's because the likelihood of her coming in contact with COVID through her work is quite high. So if you follow those prioritization schedules and you have a woman who is now up for vaccination, you have to think about the risks and the benefits. But we know the risks of COVID. We know that they're quite serious and for some people can even be fatal. When you compare that to a vaccine, which has very good safety and efficacy so far, it feeds into what we can say and recommend for the people that we're talking to. So those are just some of the points that are highlighted in the update.
1: And In this update, just to let listeners know, you know, there's a wealth of statistical information and references, which is always, always a positive thing. And our listeners, of course, can access this update through the link in our show notes, or you can just go directly www.asrm.org to access any of the updates under our COVID-19 banner. Dr. Dion Odom, is there anything else that you would like providers to take away from this update?
0: I guess the last thing to mention um, in terms of a vaccine truth that I want to make sure that we are very clear about is that there is no evidence that the COVID-19 vaccines cause or contribute to infertility. This is something many of us are hearing from patients and even people who may be among our family and friends. This is another one of those truths that we need to be out there straight and in front of people and telling them there is no data to back up this claim.
1: I've been speaking today with Dr. Jody Dion odom about the update to the ASRM COVID-19 Task Force update number 12, which is out now. Thank you so much for being able to come back and speak with us. And I hope we can get you on again soon. That sounds great. My pleasure. Thank you. Until next time, I'm Jeffrey Hayes, and this is ASRM Today.
0: This concludes this episode of ASRM Today. For show notes, author information, and discussions, go to asrmtoday.org. This material is copyrighted by the American Society for Reproductive Medicine and may not be reproduced or used without express consent from ASRM.
1: The information and opinions expressed in this podcast do not necessarily reflect those of ASRM and its affiliates. These are provided as a source of general information and are not a substitute for consultation with a physician.